Bravo. So, you know, we're getting back in the swing of things, and that includes live music. Recently, my wife went to a concert with a friend, and she's like, I want to see more concerts. And I was looking around for concerts I might want to go to, and I couldn't really find anything close. But I noticed that Jody Messina was playing on my wife's birthday 30 miles away from our house. Hmm. I mean, Jody Messina, who sings the song I'm Alright, which is my wife's probably favorite song, on her birthday, 30 miles from our house. I was like, how can we not go? This is kismet, you know? <sighs> and so here to discuss this musical experience and some of the music of Jody Messina is my good friend, Karsten. Hello. Although and he's Barry. Yeah. Oh, I'm Barry. That, that Notice I didn't call him good friend. I mean, we're on different levels, but it's fine. You know, I get it. I get it. Okay, you know. <laughs> okay buddy. Joe um, D. Messina. Joe D. You know, and that's the funny thing. When I when I uh, when I looked on, you know, I like typed in Jody Messina. I did not spell it right because it is J O capital J O capital D E E Messina. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I know she's country, but she's from Massachusetts, so yeah, she's a little bit country, maybe a little bit rock and roll, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that was a reference to other things before our time. Sure. But so I will be completely honest; I could not name a single song by Joe D. Messina. And mm-hmm. when um, true. So here, here is the full way that this happened. Barry sends a message, says, "Hey, I'm gonna go see Joe D. Messina." Anybody want to record next week? And I was like, sure. And in my head, I'm like, I have no idea who this is, but I'll probably figure it out. <laughs> like, what should I listen to? Tell me what I need to listen to. And then I, I did the I did the uh, the duck duck go to figure out what it was. And uh, then I'm like, oh, cool, got it. Okay, good. I don't think I know any songs by her. And then he was like, listen to the top ten. So I'm like, okay. So I listened to the top ten. I recognized one of them. Which one? And there we have it. Um, it was. Uh, bring on the rain. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. There's that one. I think that overall, it, I'm less drawn to certain time periods of country, especially because mm-hmm. I feel like it goes through these phases where it's trying to figure out what it is. Now I know anybody who's a big country fan is like, no, 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 you don't get it, and probably Barry will make the argument too because there's an opportunity to argue with me. But especially in the 90s, it seemed like it was watered down really it's it's it, it was it was it almost sounded like it was trying to be pop parodying country at that time. Like yeah. a pop artist creating a parody of it, which was like not necessarily that it was bad or good. They're all just they're they're, they're general pop songs. Like honestly, most of the songs like all could have been done in a different genre, and it was like, what do we need here? Wait, there's a gap. Organ, violin, fiddle, however yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, get that in there. Okay, perfect. And just put a little twang in the voice. Okay, good. We got a country song now. I would I would argue that mostly it's the fact that, like, there's a, there's a pedal steel mm-hmm. in a lot of it, and it's like, without that pedal steel, this is just contemporary rock. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and again, there was one, and I, I wish I could remember which song it was, but it was just the, it's just a generic 
like it, it this is not saying it's a bad song like it was just like this right. is just kind of your standard pop rock song that's kind of playing adult contemporary you know and and then it was like there is literally a break where they're not singing and then it was like throw a whole lot of stuff in there so people know this is country it didn't necessarily yeah. add more to it it was just like whether it was the the the, the steel strings or whether it's the the violent there was organ in one of them and it was just like okay cool got it i i understand this now i'm on board i i I am well aware and it's one that i didn't do any looking into this maybe she wrote all the songs but it really could have seemed like this could have been done by anyone and okay as i'm trying to think through this song barry stall for me for a second well i i'll say this i i kind of agree that and it's one of the reasons why I agreed to go to the concert. It's not like hardcore country. It it's pretty pop cult pop country. You know, I'm I'm not really a big into like, you know, the Nashville sound or anything like that, but that's why this one was pretty good. Plus, my wife has had this the the one Jody Messina album mm-hmm. um which has got I'm all right on it. And and she it's one of her favorite albums. We've I mean, it's like saved in her Honda Pilots you know, music file. Uh, so it comes up. So I don't know all the songs off that album. I don't know any other Jody Messina songs because I don't listen to uh, country, you know, stations or anything like that. So when she she got up there and her first song was Heads Carolina, Tails California. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you don't know this song, you're in the wrong place. And I was like, I, I'm, I don't know this song, but I'm here to celebrate my wife on her birthday and you left her right you were like sorry honey enjoy your yeah. birthday <laughs> sorry babe i'm it's not out of it's here. not what i did it's it's what i'm told i have to right but after a couple of songs settled in and you know she got into i'm all right and uh there was a fun story there where she was saying this was a b-side and no one even wanted to put it on a b-side and then it made my career and she's so she's saying i'm all right and everybody loves that one so mm-hmm. uh but I think, you know, some of the stuff that uh, I like about her lyrics, and again, I, I guess I didn't look too much into what uh, she wrote or did not write. I, I should have, you know, it's I'm, I'm letting myself down here, Carson. Um, but a, a lot of her lyrics have a very positive spin on, you know, like sure. problems, because like, like a lot of country music, they're talking about problems, but like, uh, you know, I'm all right. It's all about, I'm working, I'm working hard. I'm doing what I want and tell people back home. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect, but I'm, this is what I want to do right. and, or stand beside me. It's about the man she wants. She doesn't want a man to stand in front of her or behind her. She wants a man to stand beside her. It's like, you know, uh, and at the time, That'd probably be kind of almost spitting in the face of feminists, but honestly, that's a great sentiment. That hey, if if I want someone to share my life, I want them just to be a partner. I don't I don't need somebody to lead me, and I don't want them following my coattails. I just want somebody to be next to me. So I don't know. A lot of her songs are uh, you know they got a good message, I think, and you know lyrically they're 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 pretty good. Um, so you know, I again, want not... to add just one little bit of color to this. And that's mm-hmm. whenever I was listening to songs. Now, again, when you said listen to the top ten, most of those are from the mid nineties. That was that was kind of the, the time period. And what really stood out to me more than anything 
which could just be my me choosing to fixate on something, was the bass guitar. Okay. Because honestly, if you if I were to find out that Mike Durnt were to have been just studio musicianing for all of her songs, I would a thousand percent believe it without any questions because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like early <laughs> Green Day bass guitar, but instead of hitting like every beat, which is your traditional, it's just letting it kind of ring out a little bit. And it it it, mm-hmm. it, it is just so to me it, it feels so much like him. And that then as I'm listening to it, that's all I can envision too. Mm-hmm. Is you know, it's like actually actually it's this Jody Messina Green Day mashup scenario is, is how that's working. But the, the the bass guitar really stood out for me. And I hope that if you go back and you listen to it, you'll hear it that same way where you're like, oh, oh yeah, I, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you say that, I know that the bass lines are, are, are not standard country in that. I mean, no. that's kind of one of the... Because it almost... It almost has there's a, a lot feel. more movement to it than what you yeah. would traditionally have with that. And you know, my feeling of it, and of course, because I'm older, I always kind of bring it back to kind of like the 1970s uh, Neil Diamond type bass lines. That would you know, it'd be something that would really move in the song, and uh, add a lot of add a lot of space in the song, but uh, still, the singer took top billing but mm. um yeah i'm trying to find like if she's actually a writer of her do, 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 do. i suppose i'll have to pull up the discography sure I, i'm all I, right was the album that mm-hmm. i'm all right was on let's see okay i'm all right written by phil vassar no time for tears. She was second build writer. Doesn't look like she really writes her music, but no. And and I think that that's really where my my question is. Like, it feels like these were more. I could be wrong, but just like your general writers for a publisher. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a whole lot of stories about the song, like popular songs from the '80s or the '90s and, or, and earlier, who were just they were written with someone in mind. And then they right. were performed by someone else. And yeah. it was more of just, yeah, make it kind of your own. But a lot of that is much more, in my opinion, having to do with your producer and where you're at in the studio and what the mm-hmm. genre you're trying to push for is. But Right. No, it's kind of interesting. I Like I said, I, I wanted to talk about this just because, you know, hey, I'm going to this live concert. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's chat. Um, but, and also country is something we don't typically we t- don't, uh, no. touch on a lot. But knowing that it was Jody Messina, she was a a single, you know, single name female act, uh, fairly popular. I was like, oh, she must, you know, write. So, I mean, I didn't think she'd have every song on the album, but to see that, like, I'm pulling up albums and it's like, hmm, not a lot of, let's see, I wonder. Glad like we did all of our research before we started recording. It makes us no, 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 no. We, yeah, it's, look, <laughs> if you want professional, there's lots of professionals out there. We don't make any money on this. We just, we're doing this to talk to each other. Yeah, about pretty music. much. We just want to listen to our mouths open and close and things yeah. come out. And generally, so, if one of us can argue with the other person, it's kind of a victory. So, um, 
Now I want to talk about, we've talked about Jody Messina a bit and we'll talk a little more, but I want to talk about, I want to talk about this concert. Cause okay. I've, I've never, I'm not going to have been, a whole lot to add to the concert. I didn't go no, to, but, but yeah, it sounds I, you know, great. Com- no, commentary good. is good. Um, okay. I think you'll enjoy What it. was the bathroom situation? Um, porta potties, plastic porta potties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hook and ladder in Minneapolis or St. Paul in the cities. Yeah. They have some great bathrooms there. Like each bathroom has like a chandelier that, you know, it, it adds some aesthetics to it. Each bathroom is kind of individualized. I didn't realize I cared about venues, bathrooms that much until I went to hook and ladder. Now uh-huh. you got to judge it. So porta potties, fancy. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, let's see here. So where was it again? This was in, uh, you don't remember where it is. It's a very small town, and I it, is this the commentary it. that you were hoping for? Yeah, yeah. How much had you drank beforehand, and did you drive home? I I did drive home. I had three bear, beers there, but you had three this, bears, three bears, nice, three bears, three bears. Um, uh, and the thing is, we were there so long that uh, there was no no problem. Okay, it was in Fountain, Minnesota. Now, Fountain, Minnesota is not large. It doesn't even have a gas station. <laughs> was that, right? was that, was that, there's a brewery down there, isn't there? Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a small brewery there. And there's a big gas station. So like, okay, at the 2010 census, uh they're showing 410 people. 410 people in the city. I used to drive past oh. Fountain 487, every... 487 in 2020. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I used to drive past Fountain every day yeah. going to and from work for a, like a year and a half. I have never been in Fountain because like it's the slow down a little bit while you pull through and then all right, go back up to speed, head on through. Yeah. Um. So this was downtown Fountain in, at, the, at the bar that... Uh, took the place mm-hmm. of the old bar, which I love the old bar. It's called the Bent Ranch. But the the new bar in that building is called Beaver Bottom Saloon. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not a lot in Fountain, and mind you, there is a brewery. But So this is a venue, which essentially is taking place in the empty lot that's behind the bar. So they, they very tastefully put up a lot of uh, chain-link fences. Mm-hmm. And uh, blue porta potties, and they set up some tables uh, with coolers of beer or seltzers, or or they were making mixed drinks, which was a huge fucking mistake because every time somebody ordered a mixed drink, it would take like ten minutes. They should have had a mixed drink line and a beer line because you order five beers, it's here you go. Uh, you order one mixed drink, and it's. 10 minutes because they didn't know what they were doing anyway. So the concert was supposed to start at seven 30. Mm-hmm. So my wife was really worried because we were dropping the kids off in the twin cities and they're going up to my parents for a fishing opener. And we were headed up and then headed back down. So we had a two hour drive to get to the concert and we were booking it. She thought we were going to be late. I don't even think we even ate. I can't remember. Uh, but we got there, we get in, and there's nothing, no 
nothing going on. It was 40 minutes before the opening act started. So we're like, okay, opening act. I went and got a couple beers, and uh, mind you, it was either <laughs> Mick Golden Light or Budweiser or Bud Light. So I was just super stoked with the beer selection. I mean, that's that's a lineup. If you don't know this, um, Barry here is quite pretentious about his beers. So if Not there isn't at least 30 different ones on tap, no. what's the fucking point You just point need to have a going? couple good ones. I mean, anyway, the point is... <laughs> There was okay. a sign. You could literally see the wheels spinning in his head, and then he was like, no, 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 I can't go down. The- I'm not taking your bait. I'm not I taking your bait. No. <laughs> I'm so easy to go down the road. There were signs when we come in. When we came in, it said, if you leave, you cannot come back. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like the opposite of Hotel California. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, so we're in there, and the whole reason we came is for... Jody fucking Messina, and we get there just a little after seven, and nothing happens till seven forty, and then it's the opening act, which is a no-name band. They were fine, but you know, just playing, 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 and then like at eight fifteen, they stop and they say, "Well, we're gonna take a little break. We'll see you back in a minute." And I was, I was like, "Whoa, when does the opening act get to take a break? You know when they get to take a break?" When, when you're Jody playing in Mas- Fountain, Minnesota? Yeah. When Jody Messina, at a concert advertised to start at 7, starts at 10. And now, look, if I'm making a night of it and I'm going to, you know, a real arena or something, I know this is going to go late. You know, this is not it's not starting on time, not ending on time, but this was like a bad casino gig. She started almost exactly at 10 o'clock and... I, she checked her watch five times during the hour, and she ended at 11. And, you, you know, you've been to enough concerts when you know when they're done and they're not yeah. doing an encore, right? Yeah. When they take the monitors out of their ears, yeah, they're fucking done because mm-hmm. they ain't getting those back in with a, without a sound check. And so they, I mean, she ripped, ripped the man, monitors out of her ears tossed him to a guy, and walked to her tour bus, which was parked right by the porta potties that we were using all night. You know, I love live music, but sometimes it's just a little more gritty so, than you want. Again, though, I feel like so much of this comes back to other conversations we've had about, like, there are bands I would love to see 20 years ago that I right. don't want to see now. Yeah. And... And I and I get it. And this is where, like, to me, power to you. Hope it was great. But like, there are bands I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, man, that band was great. I really love their early stuff. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. see them now? No, because that's not the same thing. Right. I don't know. Was was the did she put on a good show or was it like, meh, it's fine. It was it what was, you'd expect if you go to well, Fountain, Minnesota for a concert. It was fine. There was no chairs. It's standing the whole time. Cool. So. You know what? If I'm 25, if we're just That's out, not what to, I asked. Look, I, I on the way back I said we're never going to a concert at Beaver Bottoms again, <laughs> and my wife's like, "Hell no," because and it's it's but how it's kind how of, was her performance? Her performance was fine. Okay, she sounded competent. Good, but the. It was so hard to get an eye, si- eye line 
because of the stupid way they set up the, the venue and the acoustics were totally shit. No, don't scoff at this. Listen, no, listen. I, l- I didn't let me just scoff. say one thing. They The main uh, PA coming mm-hmm. off the stage mm-hmm. was eight feet away from a new building they just built. Not a building, but like a pole shed without sides. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you got this four by four beam building with a steel roof along yeah. the front, right in front of the PAs. Mm-hmm. So what did we hear? Jody Messina as played against uh, a Quonset hut. We're going to call it Jody Messina and the rattle. That's what, that's what it's officially <laughs> yes. referred to as. No, exactly. But, but I think that, so here, here is my deal. And I'm actually going to be a little bit more defensive of this. If I was going to say, Madison Square Garden, or if I'm going to the Target Center, if we're going locally, if I'm going to Red Rocks, you have an expectation for what the venue is going to Mm -hmm. be like. Mm -hmm. Being completely honest, if I'm going to see someone who had their biggest hits 20 plus years ago, and I'm driving to a town of 400 people for not a big like, hey, we have a festival at the farm, which happens, but the local bar is putting on a show. Right. You need to set your expectations. So to me, I feel like when you say, oh, you know, the sound system wasn't that big. Yeah, it had this. To me, I'm like, yeah, that kind of sounds like what I would expect if I was going there. Well, I mean. Well, I'll say this, though. Like, I'll we'll see people outside downtown Rochester. Mm-hmm. And I, it's outside downtown Rochester. Yeah. You know, that's just. But but, but they're, they sound great. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, this venue, they obviously don't. How many people were there? Estimate. <sighs> I don't know, 300. And how many people are at the concerts you go to downtown Rochester? Couple thousand. Okay, again, put these things in perspective. You need no, when I you're know. you're not I talking know. apples and apples, you're talking apples and oranges. You, like again, there's that whole threshold. Well, you're talking about a 300 seat like that's like a small college perform like a small college campus performance. That that seems right. fair. That seems valid. And probably if you go to a college you're going to have a better sound system would be my assumption. Right. Well, that's my point. I I was so disappointed by the venue. I actually, I would, if my wife wants to go to Jody Messina again and like she's playing Minneapolis or someplace, I th- mm-hmm. I was, I thought it was odd because, you know, even the acts we get in Rochester, which I realize mm-hmm. Rochester's not a big draw. I mean, yeah. we're looking at a lot of 90s acts coming, you know, doing the summer tour. Doing Wait, the when did Jody concert. Messina have her big hit? Hits? 98. Oh, okay, cool. So hit. the 90s, carry on. And so, but even like, Playing Rochester would have been like twenty times better than playing this venue. I felt bad for Jody Messina. I think, and that's just it. I think that why is there no encore? Probably could have been part of that. I mean, like again, this is not. Yeah, this isn't Rochester. This is a farming community, which is where mm-hmm. Fountain is. It's not a big like the largest cities to Fountain that that there there aren't a lot that are really close, no. and probably the next closest. I I mean trying to figure out its geography it'd be the college town which is not going to be a big draw for her so i mean like this is really like it 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 was exactly what i believe it probably would have been i i honestly think that going in with those expectations i think that the surprise of like not having a big selection of drinks or whatever music starting later you hear a lot of stories about some of that stuff but overall like i think that in some cases jody messina used to be a pretty big name well that's what i was thinking because like Instead of a Jody Messina concert, I felt like I was kind of a, a, like being held hostage for my ticket price 
because now I'm standing there for three, almost three hours before I actually get to hear that. No chairs, nothing to do, but listen to this one mediocre band. That, that's the thing that I was a little yeah. frustrated To with. me, it feels more like if this concert would have been at one in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and there would have been, I don't know if there was there food available. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is the don't drink good, good, putting air quotes around it. Just have, have your casual beer, throw some, like, some bean bags, that kind of thing while music is going on is the vibe that I'm hearing from you, whether or not that's what yeah. it was. The fact that it was later at night, being totally honest, my familiarity with Fountain, Minnesota, I'd be more surprised if there wasn't someone calling to say, hey, man, it's too late. You got to shut this thing down. Well, that's what we were wondering. It's like, how <laughs> like, do they get this? Past 10 p.m.? How do they get this? Uh, yeah. Unless the whole well, city was there, which I doubt. <laughs> well, there was more. There was probably more people than 400 people in there. I don't know. What did I say? 200? No, it's probably larger. I don't know. I didn't count, but... You know. But I mean, like, again, like I imagine that probably being in Fountain, probably a lot of people went and there's again, there are yeah. small communities around. It's a draw, but yeah, I don't know. Again, no, it th- was this fine. is just one like, of those like you brought up Neil Diamond. I think that seeing Neil Diamond in the 70s would be awesome. Seeing Neil Diamond today. No, if he was no, he doing an acoustic anymore. set just by himself. Sure. I'm e- this is even like 10 years ago. I'd say the same thing. Well, like I I'll just say this. I, I saw Neil Diamond the last time he went, played in St. Paul mm-hmm. and was he the the same as when I saw him in the eighties? No, but he was he was still pretty good. <laughs> Great sell, man. <laughs> what? He was he was pretty good. He was fine. I mean, well, he was an older guy, and yeah. you know he the last yeah, your sliding scale re- of acceptability of what makes a great concert. But also, I had a chair I could sit down. It wasn't you know I wasn't <laughs> standing on fucking gravel. Listen, there the were porta potties there, bar. man. If you wanted to sit down, there was a seat. Yeah. I want to plug your nose. Actually, but I, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, I I went to the porta potty to you know use it, and then I came back. I was like, you know, it actually sounds really good in there comparatively because it's just all the highs are taken down by the plastic walls. <laughs> there we have, it. there we have it. Going to see Jody Messina, spend the time in the porta potty. Oh, that's mean. That's mean. It was not no, Jody's and there's fault. nothing against her. No, nothing against no. her. I felt bad for her, but. But that's what that's what life Jody, is like. Jody, if you happen to listen to this, or if someone that we know, or someone listener gets this to her, you know what? I'd love to talk to you. Favorite venue, worst venue, what are things that you really look for? Honestly, she's really doing a lot of not the big record label thing anymore. And, right. and that, that also ties into this. It really yeah. does. There's a lot of power in the music industry, and when you're choosing to do things outside of that, yeah, that, that's a whole different change. And well, that's the thing. From what I hear, this venue is like, they make like a $30,000 deal. That's why they put up like these, this steel building and everything. Cause it's, it's rain or shine, no refunds. That's mm-hmm. their policy. So they don't have insurance on this thing or anything. You know, people, and here's the other thing. It was 50 bucks. So it wasn't exactly out anything, but you know, they probably had whatever it was, you know, let's just say $30,000. I can't imagine how much, Cause she had a whole band, a whole setup. She had, you know, she paid people to be there, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's not like she's just showing up. She's putting on a show. Mm-hmm. She put on a good show. She put on a good one hour show mm-hmm. and, uh, she was probably contracted for one hour and she said, okay, one hour, I'll do it one hour. This is the cost. And, uh, no, and, it's and not Jody's fault. assumption is she probably, I don't know what the tour looked like. I didn't look this up, but you get a deal 
if you're the in-between stop where if you have a show on a on yeah. Friday and you have another show on Sunday and you need a stop that's a Saturday or Tuesday or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you pick up a spot in between so you're not just sitting around for four days. And sure. those ones generally get a discounted rate. I don't know if that's the case here, but like you yeah, know, that's that's how a lot of places get concerts that are cheaper, where you can't do a concert within a hundred miles or fifty miles or whatever. Well, you know what? Honestly, if you're out a hundred miles away from Minneapolis, St. Paul, drop a concert in there, and that's something you're going to get some stuff. Right. Where and that's where Rochester, the hard part for it is like people are like, well, we should get some bigger names. Honestly, if they play a show in the cities, oftentimes they can't just because of con- of contracts right. for where they can't perform in Rochester because it's too close. Exactly. So, this is unpacking more out of the music industry than I think we were necessarily looking into. But overall, well, let let me just pl- say, if you want to pl- see her, you can go see her in uh, on June twelfth uh, at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Okay, so I'm going to do this thumbs up, thumbs down. Should people go and see her if they have a chance? They should go see her if they have a chance. Thumbs up right there. So that's the endorsement. So it's really like good show, weird venue. Taking out the venue, she put on a performance. Make sure, yeah, she put on a performance. Make sure you like the venue that she's playing because it's it. If you want to go see her in a smoky bar, go see her in a smoky bar. Mm -hmm. Just know what you're getting into. There we have it. There we have it. All right. There we have it. And go support live music because. Go support live music. Because those people need it after all the things we've been through. That they do. And you need it too. It's good for you. It's yep. good for you. All right. Okay, perfect. Well, until next time, I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. Thanks for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all, especially important, super crucial, the ultimate, baby, baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.